Hi, everybody. Joseph, you all know we're going to talk over this movie, correct? We were, we were worried that you wouldn't and you would hate our guts. <laughs> Pat, stand up for this part. Sure. Oh, this yeah. is the first ever live, uh, the live recording of We'll See You in Hell. This is We've our first ever live We've been working on our bodies. Line. We might as well show them off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you guys heard the podcast before? Or are you just... Oh, nice. Thank listen, you. Listen, if we reach one person, that's all that matters. Two, oh, thank, you. thank you so much. We're uh, just amazed people are here at 820 in the morning. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, give it up for Fangoria for bringing us out and having an awesome podcast network. Yeah, these prizes sound like they are worth more than the price of admission. So you're already winning. We yeah. could bomb horribly and you'd already be winning. Yeah. And we I will. I have to appreciate the level of maniac that comes out for an 820 screening of Maniac Cop. Well, I assume they're maniacs just scrolling the newspaper for other maniac events. <laughs> <laughs> maniac Cop, okay, sure. I'll do that. The people in the theater, that's, that's all they're doing all day is looking for screenings of Maniac <laughs> Cop, too. Maniac-affiliated. Uh, uh, are you guys excited to watch this? Let's, it, let's get the energy up. It's 820 in the morning. Who's drinking? We're, We're drinking, drinking already. We've we've had a couple down here already. Uh, Has everybody seen Maniac Cop Two? Are there any uh, newbies? Okay, we're gonna have a good time, time this man. Week. It's a great movie. You were at Silver Bullet last night. You were blown away by Silver Bullet. This movie's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> this is really gonna. You're not gonna know what to do after this. Uh, well, go to sleep. Hopefully. I want to tell a really quick, just intro, uh, horror fest story. We should share a quick horror fest story. Go ahead. Uh, and for those of you listening at home, this is when you want to queue up Maniac Cup 2 so you can watch along with us, right? Yep. Sort of. Well, that's not going to work because eh, who cares? <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm in the hotel last night at the front desk. This 90-year-old this man walks in and... Uh, he goes right up, I'm just in the middle of, I'm in the middle of checking in. He walks up, he goes, excuse me, can I have this cup? Just takes a plastic cup. The clerk's like, yeah, it's a plastic cup. He goes, no cups in my room. Astounding. <laughs> Not a one. And the guy goes, all right, I'm sorry. And he goes, here, they wanted me to give you this envelope. And he goes, what the hell is it? And the guy goes, I don't know. They just told me to give it to you. The guy goes, what's in it? And the guy goes, I don't know. And he goes, all right, but I'm taking the cup, okay? He's like, yeah. We get on the elevator. It's me, him, and another guy. Whole ride up. Just dissertation about how there's no cups in the room. Sure. And I go, I go like this. I go, not even. And he goes, not even in the bathroom. And I go, that's amazing. That's what I was just going to ask you. Not even a glass in the bathroom. And then he goes, you going to eat breakfast next door tomorrow? It's very good. And I said, I don't know. i got to do this screening at 8.30. And he goes, oh, Christ, God bless. And he gets off the elevator. And the other kid goes, bartender from The Shining. <laughs> He's here. And I was like, one of the most chilling characters in The Shining is like a sort of Catskilly <laughs> <laughs> zinger man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The twins from The Shining are here as well. I have not yet seen them or met them. Anybody who's seen them? Okay, great. I would love to. But everybody keeps saying they're very sweet. I look forward to meeting them. Do you have a good story? I know <laughs> you do, Pat. Well, I uh, woke up this morning and I had a, uh, uh, a night bag, oh, you know, whatever you bring on a trip, and I had a little tiny uh, pocket cologne 
from a previous trip where I might have thought I would get laid and didn't. So I had this little thing, and it had gotten loose in the bag, and my toothbrush that I kicked my day off with at 7.15 uh, was coated in cheap sample cologne. And that's what I'm tasting. Even after drinking a Bloody Mary, I taste horrible cologne. That's my story. No, you got another uh, one. Can I tell the other one? Don't tell the other one. Okay, it's all disgusting. right. <laughs> There's a way better story that Pat's keeping it's from all of you. It's a mixed crowd. Uh, all right. I made love to Robert England last night. <laughs> I, I made sweet way, love to Robert England. Did everybody like the horror-themed rock songs before the screening? Today, a little abracadabra. <laughs> Black yeah. magic woman. Abracadabra, does that really count as horror? It's it's a got a mysterious, mysterious I'll theme. give you, but not horror. Pat and I had fun doing a little ad lib down here where Santana was trying to explain that he was saying it was a black woman that did magic. <laughs> yeah, and they kept they wouldn't let him emphasize the right syllable. He was hitting black way too hard, and they were like, "Carlos, baby, <laughs> it's <laughs> the seventies, <laughs> man." Yeah, no, I like <laughs> her, man. I like it. All right, guys, uh, let's all just yell uh, and get our energy up, and let's get into Maniac Cop 2. How about that? So on three, one, two, three, scream, Maniac Cop 2! Let's do this! That tapered off very quickly. <laughs> How you doing, Joe? I'm well. Good. I'm Good. well. I'm surprisingly awake. I like this, that you can get food in the theater. Is this your first time in an Alamo? I went to one in Austin that I loved. What did you see? I saw Aloha, which is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Aloha, the Bradley Cooper movie? Sure. Anybody see Aloha? Just, just terrible, wasn't it? What? It was a romantic comedy, and you couldn't follow it. Little trailer for Carrie. Ooh. I forgot how scary that shot was. Sissy Spacek, what are your thoughts? Uh, I love her. She's great. Of course. She's great. Where's she been? She's in stuff all the time. I'd like to see a sequel to Carrie now, Sissy Spacek, like old Carrie. Well, we got it called The Rage Carrie 2. No, but that was a new Carrie. Yeah. I'd like to see, like, Carrie, she's in a nursing home. They're all mocking her. <laughs> sure. She sets it on fire. I think it's a great idea. There's those there's the there's twins. Those shining twins. We're sitting very close to the screen. Is this too close for you? No, I'm all right. No? It's too close to you. Oh, God. What a cocksucker. Uh, so this is Maniac Cop 2, or as it's known in 2015, Regular Cop 2. <laughs> <laughs> like to start with some political humor, folks. <laughs> you see, because cops kill people all the time. <laughs> Take it easy, pet. 
Trying to have a nice up the middle podcast here. <laughs> but I did. That was a sharp commentary. Thank you. That was like a not that's, necessarily. That's from my Daily Show packet. <laughs> Thing I like about the Alamo theaters. It was the first theater I ever went to that did these like old school retro bumpers. Yeah. You know what now every use? theater does it, but Alamo, I think, started it. What they could use cool. is a let's go out to the lobby with the, with the singing candy. Yeah, yeah. What I could use is another screwdriver. All right, <laughs> here we go. We're in. It's happening. This is your recap of Maniac Cop 1's ending. Right. By the way, is this a dream note from a studio if you're a writer? We want the first six pages to just be the last <laughs> six pages of the other yeah. movie. Yeah, and we'll pay you again. Yeah. Then they, they also show the entire uh, sequence of the maniac cop getting shivved in the shower. They show the exact same sequence. I, that's not in part one, is it? It is in part one. It is? Yeah. I thought it was only in part two. I love the hand. I want it more ugly on the face than maniac cop one. You get it. You, you know. We got a couple tears. Nothing extraordinary. Still. Now, I learned uh, in my research I did on the drive over here that this movie was not theatrically released. It went straight to video and HBO. Maniac Cop 2. Maniac Cop 2. Yes. $4 million budget straight to video. I'd like to point out, too, that we're under two minutes into the film. We've already seen three people go up on harnesses <laughs> through the air. Yeah. I love that. Somebody gets punched, they fly through the air. I love it. I love it, too. Bruce Campbell, man's man, as we all know. Now, <laughs> you think the physics of that works? That you could be stabbed by a log if you drove into it fast enough? I don't know. I hope to never know. I believe a real man goes off the side of the truck here when it goes into the... That's a real oh, yeah. guy. That's very impressive. Great stunts in, in the Maniac Cop series. Well, he died. <laughs> so it wasn't that, wasn't that great a stunt. Look, that's a real guy, man. I know, Joe. That's one of those, we got one take to do this. Don't <laughs> fuck it up. Yeah. But I don't like water. <sighs> that was him flying through the air. <laughs> All right. Now we're into the... That's how you open a picture, folks. Here we go. This was kind of like going by the Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead model. It's almost a remake because there's a lot of uh, very similar elements, but it works as a sequel as well. You know what, Pat? I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I believe this is a true sequel. I, I guess I'm just saying because they show that entire shower sequence, which I was just baffled by. Hey, I'm never complaining about a second play of a shower sequence with no. all men in prison. <laughs> yeah, I was watching this on the plane on your iPad. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, this should be pretty safe. There's a 20-minute strip club sequence. So I'm angling the iPad to the window, hoping no one sees it. Right. Then I finally shift it back, and I'm like, okay, now we're safe. 20-minute shower man's ass stabbing sequence. Right. It's like, well. And not, and not, the, not the kind of stabbing you think we mean. No, no, no. In an all-male prison. Sure. Robert Davi of Go Goonies fame. Yeah. I once was in a bar in uh, New York with uh, the guys that host Red Eye, which was a Fox show that used to have a lot of comics on. And uh, we, I was absolutely shit-faced 
And right. after we left, they said, uh, do you know who you were just drinking with? That was Robert Dovey of Goonies. You didn't I was recognize like, Robert Didn't Dovey? recognize him at all. I was like, I talked to that guy for 40 minutes. He was <laughs> yelling at me. <laughs> Matt Cordell. Not, a, not an icy cold name. It's a terrible name for like a show. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. And then you got Matt Cordell. Jason Voorhees. Matt Cordell. Sounds kind of like a dick. Yeah. Well, he is a dick. He's a maniac is what he is. He's a maniac dick. Charles Napier. Charles Napier was in every movie from 1970 through 1985, I believe. Who is Charles Napier? Uh, he was one of the Nazi... No, one of the uh, cops in uh, Blues Brothers. I know that much. And he was just in a lot of like Robert Altman movies. Okay. You'll, you'll know him when you see him. He's Point host, him out when he he's comes He's hosting on. the... Uh, strip club? No, the show. I love the guy hosting the strip club. I guess they just told him to improv. You'll see when we get there. He's like, isn't she beautiful? Lady? I was watching it with uh, subtitles, and 80 times the subtitle was, isn't she beautiful, folks? <laughs> it's like, come up with something new to say. Isn't <laughs> Look at her. Isn't she beautiful? I, uh, I, Chataway. I auditioned to DJ at a strip club once. Oh, wow. When I was 22, and the guy that ran it, the guy, the, like, the main DJ fucked me out of the job. How so? He, like, would tell me to do stuff, and then I'd do it, and he'd be like, you don't ever want to do that. And I was like, <laughs> I get it. It's your turf in here. Sure. He didn't want me getting any of that sweet stripper, stripper play that I guess he was getting. Was that a low point for you, not getting the callback for the stripper DJ audition? It was a high point that they even brought me in for the first interview. Right. I didn't care. Okay. Driving to work the other day to my writing gig, told my the guy I carpool with, I'm, we're doing a screening of Maniac Cup 2 for my, uh, for my uh, podcast, and he goes, never seen it, not familiar, but what else did William Lustig direct? New William Lustig, no fucking clue what Maniac Cop 1 or 2 was, though. <laughs> That's odd, isn't it? It's a big Lustig buff. Do you know what else he directed? I know he directed Maniac. He also he directed Uncle Sam. Oh, Uncle Sam wants you to die. Was the, it was That's like one the of those tagline. Hologram boxes. Uncle Sam wants you. I think it's just dead. Yeah. I used to Do you love know the Maniac Cop boxes. tagline? No. It's the best tagline ever. Ready? Uh, yes. You have the right to remain silent forever. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's fucking great. I used to me? love on Dr. Giggles, the doctor is out, dot, 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 of his mind. <laughs> And I remember I said to my mom, I was a little kid, I said, Mom, you know, they also could have made this, the doctor is in, dot, 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 sane. That's better. And she said, that's really good, Pat. That and I said, really yeah, good. I fucking know, Mom. That's when you knew you were going to be a writer. That's why I said it. Dr. Giggle, I mean, what were they doing to me as a kid in, in the 80s? I mean, they got, they, that guy played the retarded guy yeah, on L.A. Guy. Law. Larry Drake, yeah. Yeah, and then they got him as the bad guy and... Dark Man and Dr. Giggles. It was spinning me in all kinds of directions as a kid. I couldn't handle it. Well, actors play different types of roles, Joe. Is it wrong that I said retarded? It's not great, and you're saying it again now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move past it. Mentally handicapped is generally preferred. This guy stole a gun from a Civil War museum <laughs> right to a convenience store to rob it. You know, you can't, he's got pocket hair combs on the wall behind him. You can't find those at a convenience store anymore. Not these days. Used to be you go into a convenience store, you pick up a pocket hair comb. We talked about this, this sequence earlier. This drives me crazy. This guy gets into the car with this wonderful pizza feast. 
They get a call. Why does he do that? <laughs> Save it for after. You make the bus, you have a celebration with some pizza. It is insane. Put it in the back seat. Well, you know how pizza tastes terrible when it's cold. No, wait, it's even better. <laughs> it just, this, that's the only thing in this movie that strains believability for me was that they threw the pizza out the car window. This guy's teeth, just a black magic marker job? I believe his teeth really look like that. Okay. That's my... We were also trying to figure out earlier what drug he's on. It's a drug I haven't done. It's, I, I felt methy to me, and the teeth also indicate that. But was meth around in 1990? I, th I think it's always been around. Okay. It's probably a different name. You know, I, I briefly worried today. I took my uh, probiotics uh, in the morning, and I worried that I had taken a molly from a previous trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> and I worried that this <laughs> podcast was going to be real crazy. I love that you're flying around willy-nilly with molly in your bag. Well, I put it in a pill thing, and you, don't, you can't tell the difference, but that's a problem because you could just take it by accident. So if I start making out with you, you'll know. You're a madman. The guy auditioned, the guy that auditioned for the shop clerk role went in and said, now listen, you know, Hispanic actor, this will be a respectful, not racist, stereotypical <laughs> role, right? Yeah, yeah. I, of course, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you're good. You, it'll bring a lot of pride to your family. <laughs> there he is. First sighting of the Maniac Cop. Thank God you got here. Never mind that there's fog on the floor. <laughs> I, uh... Oh. Why does nobody notice the fog on the floor? It drives me crazy. It could be coming out of the freezer, a particularly overactive <laughs> freezer section. <laughs> Goodness is its own reward. Not today. Yeah. I love how there's a full shootout and the guy's still very focused on the lottery ticket. Yeah. There's also a deformed zombie standing in front of him. Yeah. It's not that dark in the store. <laughs> yeah, the, the fog is uh, on the floor. There's also a red light coming up from the bottom of everything. <laughs> Can't make out the guy's face at all. This guy, I mean, just takes his life into his own hands right here. Now, my question... I had throughout is, does the maniac cop just sense that crimes are going on, or how does he keep showing up as crimes are happening? You know, they never explain it. It's like a Superman kind of thing. Right. He just knows. They... Eh, fourth harness jump. They love a harness jump in these movies. Uh, they might Maybe they explain it in Maniac Cop 3, which I've never seen. I haven't either. I think it's called Badge of Silence or something. Yeah, that's what made me not see it. Yeah. But uh, I do like the first two. The third one, I don't know. Badge of Silence. Look at that. This, that's not a winning ticket today, is it, Pat? No, everybody lost. I won $1,000 on a Missouri lottery ticket when I was in college. What would you do with the money? I put it in the bank. It's a terrible story. I had no money at the time. It's a shit story. Jesus I know. Christ. You'd, you'd love me to go on some Ferris Bueller-style adventure with it, but I put it in the bank. That's why I'm a hone owner today. Hone owner? <laughs> Let's cut off the Bloody Marys. Oh. And that's why, I, uh, that's why I still rent, and my most important bill to pay every month is what Blu-ray am I buying? <laughs> Bruce Campbell uh, 
Real handsome man in his prime, you know? We need a... F- Can we say that? Yeah, he's gorgeous. Michael Lerner, also a very say, sexy man. Right this here. character is a heavy set man with a pipe <laughs> and a shitty attitude. Get Michael Lerner. <laughs> yeah, Michael Lerner's actually in the office. Like, he, he sensed that it was coming. <laughs> he's like the maniac cop. Right. He senses when <laughs> they need a fat guy with a pipe and a bad attitude. Yeah. He's right there. Sounds like you need Michael Lerner, baby. Nominated for an Oscar two years later for Barton Fink, which is a honestly kind of a horror movie itself by the Coen brothers. Great he's movie. tremendous in that film. He's great. And I believe Lerner could have played, I believe Goodman and Lerner could have swapped roles. I would have bought him in either role in that film. You wouldn't have wanted that much Lerner, I'll tell you that. I like I a, a peppering of Lerner. You don't want a full two hours of Lerner. <laughs> I Lernered that the hard way. Folks, <laughs> these are the jokes. A young Daryl Hannah <laughs> type. I was positive this was the woman from Flash Gordon, the movie, and it's not her. Okay. They look almost identical. It's crazy. Bruce Campbell, one of my favorites. He's coming off Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then like what? He did like Crime Wave? I think this is pre-Evil Dead 2, if I'm not mistaken. Evil Dead 2 is like 90. This is like 89, is it not? I'm pretty sure Evil Dead 2 is 87, and this is 90. I, I don't want to make you into an asshole in front of all these people, but I think you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee we could ask anyone at this horror festival, and they'll tell us Anybody. when Evil Dead 2 was released. Does anybody know? You can yell it out. Nobody 87? knows. I think it's 87. Now, you like those bangs? Like I do. Look. I like this chick. All right. You take her or you take uh, checkerboards here? I love that little interaction they have there where he's like, look, we both know we saw a zombie, <laughs> but yeah. God damn it, the pension. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody ever believes it. Now, let's say one person comes to me and says, hey, I saw a maniac cop. I'd be like, well, somebody's been hitting the sauce pretty hard. Three people come to me and say they saw a maniac cop. Did you see that stunt? I did. That was outrageous. I did. That was a real stunt. Yeah. That guy just fell two stories onto a van. By the way, the he's, a, he's also actually dead. Everyone who did a stunt on this movie died. Which, put, you know, casts a certain uh, realism to the part. That Lustig insisted on it. Here he is. In the same costume he wore in the Goonies. Yeah. Give me the guy. cheapest fedora you got. <laughs> I picture this guy as a street cop that wears a fedora. Davey, you know. pl- he plays this like it's, you know, Godfather 4. He takes it very seriously. That's how he plays everything. Yeah, I love it. He sings opera in the Goonies. Yeah. You know, my lawyer, my ex-lawyer was Chunk. Yeah, he's a big Hollywood lawyer. Yeah, I've that's heard. true. People are laughing. Guy. That's true, though. Yeah, the, the actor who played Chunk is a big, like, Hollywood attorney. Yeah. Real thin now. I didn't like that. I wanted him to be fat. Yeah, Back still. to the Future 2 poster up there. Look at so that. Yeah, it was 1990. All right, we get it, nerd. Well, Jesus Christ. Fucking almanac of movies over here. <laughs> I used to, if you, speaking of nerds, I would have my dad quiz me from the Leonard Maltin's video guide. <laughs> it was the only time he would speak to me, so uh, we had a good rapport going. <laughs> I'd be like, Papa, just a couple more questions from the Malton Guide. 
And he'd throw his bottle of bourbon at me and go, I'll give you two, and then it's bedtime. Right. You know, take a swing right. at my mother. First question, why are you such a pussy? <laughs> yeah. Question two, how are you my son? <laughs> I'm a man, so how are you my son? This, this isn't true, folks. He's, a, he's an okay guy. This little interaction here reminds me of The Departed. I right? think The Departed took a lot from Maniac Cop, yes. too. Scorsese, I heard, had this in the screening room every morning before he started shooting. What I want to make here is like a Maniac Cop, but instead of a Maniac Zombie Cop, it's corruption. Yeah, yeah. There's a Maniac Cop inside of us all. There's my, my Scorsese impression. Actually, it's off the cuff. That's the first time I ever did it. It's good. As ridiculous as Maniac Cop 2 is, even they wouldn't end it with a rat crawling on a windowsill <laughs> as The Departed ends. I remember, I, I mean, I fucking love The Departed, but everyone in the I theater was like, are you serious with that rat shot? Yeah, that rat shot's bad. I called Marty. Also, I Manny, says, Marty, what are you doing, Maniac bro? Maniac Cop 2 wouldn't dare try to convince us that Mark Wahlberg worked his way up the ladder in any <laughs> occupation. No, no, no. My favorite Mark Wahlberg wrote, uh, robotics expert in Transformers 4. Mm -hmm. Or how about... Uh, I've been working on the robotics for a long time. <laughs> How about scientist in The Happening? <laughs> the only less believable scientist and is Denise Richards in that James Bond. <laughs> and college professor in The Gambler. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. That was ridiculous. I like The Gambler, but yeah. I, I, I stayed in for about half of it, then I bailed out. Those scenes where he's like teaching the class, you can see him straining to remember the dialogue. <laughs> we love you, though, Mark. I'm sure you're listening. I love this lady. I'm in love with this psychiatrist. I do too. I like when he tells his story about how his his uh, his wife his wife left him was under close scrutiny by a psychiatrist for a year and then she left him. So that's why he hates psychiatrists. It's good enough for me. That's the backstory they give you for this guy. Look, this guy's old school. He doesn't have time for the mumbo jumbo. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Sure. You go to work. You go to sleep. That's it. That's that's how life goes. I don't blame. This is a strange outfit choice. I was just Campbell's about to say, on. it doesn't match, Bruce. It doesn't match. Now, uh, I'm a black actor, and uh, <laughs> I want to make sure this isn't going to be a stereotypical black role that I'm playing in Maniac Cop 2. Nope. As we told the Hispanic guy, totally respectable role. I love how he, t he tells the story about how he... Kn the guy all he has to say was the guy was cold. The maniac cop touches him and his hands are cold. Yeah. And he tells this horrific story of being face down in the muck in war with bodies on top of him to prove that he knows how cold flesh feels. Right. Typical executive note, too. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, he's blind, so he couldn't see him. But why is he blind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have him tell a story. Doesn't that give it more stakes? Yeah. Here's my impression of the notes for the new Angry Birds movie. But why are the birds angry? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. This shocked me the first time I saw it. That Campbell goes down this quick. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It's like uh, Psycho. You kill your star right off the bat. I couldn't believe it. He gets all the way through the first one, and then they, they ice him right away in this one. Oh, yeah. Daddy-like. <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. I uh, actually do like it, and I'm not kidding. I don't mind uh, corpse nudity because I know the actress who played the corpse was alive. So I can just imagine that she was sleeping. There's a movie playing at this festival 
about three teens who have sex with a corpse. Robert Davi chooses the fedora with uh, Levi's. So you <laughs> Sometimes uh, Joe will just ignore uh, a point that I make. I didn't hear I what make. you said because I was so distracted by that outfit. <laughs> it is a wild outfit. He's and all Marlboro Man on the bottom, all Sinatra <laughs> on the top. I don't know what the fuck's going on No there. belt. We're coming <laughs> off a scene where Bruce Campbell is wearing Old Navy khakis, white New Balances, a black trench coat, <laughs> and gloves. Who's doing the wardrobe? And whoever's doing the wardrobe forgot to give this corpse a shirt. Folks! <laughs> but there is a movie playing here. It's a Spanish movie. I think we're going to see it this afternoon. Yeah. And it's three teenagers who sneak into a morgue to have sex with a corpse. I don't know why. We're going to watch this movie today. I know. I signed up just because it sounds horrific to me. But yeah. I, I do want to see it. Because there's got to be a twist, right? I mean, I assume that she comes back to life or something. Did you ever see that movie Teeth, where the girl has teeth in her vagina yeah, and it eats I dicks? I sure did. <laughs> called uh, my friend the, the day I read the synopsis of that movie when I heard it was coming out. I called my friend. I said, if they were making a movie called Teeth and it was your dream movie, what would the plot be? That's all I asked him. And he goes, that a girl had teeth in her vagina that bit guys' dicks off. And I said, well, it's your lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the car outside your house. Let's go. <laughs> he didn't believe me. He thought I was making it up. I was like, no, it's a real movie. I, I like to imagine, like, the guy who directed this movie we're going to see, uh, which is called, I think, The Corpse of... Ken, what's it called? The Corpse of Anna Fritz. Anna Fritz. Um, imagine, like, you call your mom, and you go, Mom, I'm going to make a movie. I got a budget, I got actors, it's all happening. Honey, that's great. What's the movie about? And you have to say, it's about three teenagers who fuck a corpse. Right. But, does your mom just give up on you at that point? She says, at that point, she goes, well, at least it's not like the one you made about the girl that had teeth in her pussy. <laughs> it's not the same director, Joe. I know, Pat. It's a bit, for Christ's sakes. Well, Lerner, <laughs> we just missed him. He was back with the pipe. I love the weight of the worlds on this guy's shoulders. Oh, Christ, <laughs> give me my pipe. <laughs> just constantly smoking it. He can't handle yeah, yeah. what the hell's happening. Here we go. Now, let's just listen to this speech real quick. Just a ridiculous overshare <laughs> to a woman he's just met. I admit I'm not the easiest guy to live with. <laughs> I didn't ask. Or the best dresser. <laughs> and I wear ridiculous hats. I admit sometimes I pair 501 jeans with an elegant trench coat <laughs> and a fedora. <laughs> I'm still wearing a class ring. Hey. There's a, a horse-looking thing on my tie. Suspenders. That's why he's got no belt on. Okay, he's got suspenders on. You ever worn a pair of suspenders in your life? Uh, once. When I once. saw... When I was I in a stage was... production of The Little Rascals. <laughs> Kidding. No, yeah, I had a wedding or something for a tuxedo. They, they did suspenders instead of the vest or something. Yeah. Right here, folks, little movie trivia. This is, this is Angel Salazar. Uh, he is a comedian who I knew fairly well in New York from doing shows. He also played Chi-Chi in Scarface. Famous line, Scarface. Chi-Chi, get the yayo. That's Chi-Chi. Uh, he had a bit in his act where he'd strip down to a teal thong on stage. Oh, 
I'm sorry I missed that. Once he was on stage and I found several multicolored fluorescent thongs in the green room. <laughs> and I said to my friend, these are the bits he decided not to do tonight. <laughs> these are the jokes that didn't make the cut. Yeah, but he's a, he's a great guy, very nice guy. Now he, what he was also in the movie Punchline. He's the guy with the big boom box in yes. Punchline. Go ahead, what? What I really liked about this, and I really haven't seen it in other movies, is that it's a standard setup where they, they portray this guy as a complete yuppie asshole. He's rich, he's terrible, and you're expecting him to die. And then they kill the good, nice cop. Well, it's because the maniac twist. cop is trying to create uh, uh, turmoil yeah. in the department, uh, the police department in City Hall, for what they did to him. So in this movie, he steps it up, and he goes out of his way to kill the good guy and right. let the asshole live. Yeah. So it, it, it makes even less sense that, to them than the first movie. Right. This would make... And this guy just saw a man get killed <laughs> and hung on a hook, and all he cares about is the ticket. Yeah. You know He's what? Ticket obsession in this film. I related to him, to be honest with you. Excuse me, traditional horror movie character who's always a black guy that can't see. Can you give me the clues that I'm looking for right now? Is he wearing like horrifically painful 80s contacts or are those his actual eyes you think? I, I don't know. I mean the, the makeup in this movie is very good so I can't tell like who actually yeah. had a disability of some kind. This they... movie remade today would be so timely. Like in the first one when that that woman is just scared because she gets pulled over. Like you could make some really prescient political shit out of this movie today. Well, you you already did when you said as it would be called regular cop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I remember that. This is Here like in Jeepers Creepers Creepers when that like island lady comes in to the police station. Yeah. Like I heard it on the radio. <laughs> I always love... I got psychic powers. <laughs> I was like, well, this is convenient. Yeah. Come back here and let me give you some jambalaya to warm you up. <laughs> <laughs> this here, like, if you... She just is like, hey, did you see anything last night? And he's like, hey, how about a five-minute monologue about my experience in the war? And she just... Where I had like, to cover myself. I had to use corpse blankets. Yeah. Is the what the monologue's about? She's like, "Why is everybody telling me their personal <laughs> shit today?" Well, she's a psychiatrist; she's used to it. The guy from Goonies just opened up about his wife leaving him. Yeah, look, I'll admit I'm not the easiest guy to live with. <laughs> that's not Dana Carvey, and that's not Brett Ratner. No matter what everybody thinks. <laughs> He's got looks like Martin Short there. Yeah. Every, I love how everyone in the movie knows that the cop is six foot three. Six exactly. foot three. All scarred up is the detail of the face. <laughs> Not blue skin. Yeah. Did he have any zombie-like qualities? No, I just, you know, he's scarred up. Exactly six foot three is all I remember. Was there fog on the ground? I couldn't yeah, say. Probably. You know, I, don't, I didn't look down. <laughs> what are you wearing, Robert Davey? He clearly bases the whole outfit on the suspenders matching the tie, and then he lets it fly from there. Yeah. Look at that piece he's got, man. That's a serious gun. Acne scars on Davy, or what do you think? I would assume so. Okay. Unless he was hit with some kind of fragment bomb. Right. That's what Bill Murray's face. got. 
Yeah, I think it's probably acne scars. My dad has uh, some scarring like that. I always feel for those guys. You know, I had horrific acne, and I can't believe my face looks as beautiful as it does now. I can't either. You hear that silence where everybody, everybody in the theater is nodding behind us. Yes. Yes, that's correct, Pat. I didn't know you had acne, and I thought that this morning. I saw your face. I said, I can't believe how beautiful this kid is. <laughs> Wait, you rolled over. You looked me in the eye. Right. I had, uh, I just have to take Accutane. Yeah, I, I had to take that for a while, too. At one point, uh, about eight years ago, my career had fallen to a point <laughs> that I was so stressed that I had an adult breakout of severe acne. Oh, okay. And I had to take Accutane. Well, that shit fucks you up, man. It, uh, every pill had a picture of a pregnant woman with an X through it, which makes you feel real good when you're a 16-year-old going through all these changes. And then uh, now they've discovered that people who were on Accutane for long periods of time have severe mental issues and try to kill people. Well, there's lawsuits you all the time. You pointed out yesterday, I'm always yelling at people. Yeah. Maybe it's the Accutane. It might have been the Accutane. <laughs> I killed two people this morning. I like that amidst all the zombie chaos, she took time to crimp her hair up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like a two-hour hair job. Yeah, there. feed the fish, make sure they're good. <laughs> Before I blow town, i got to feed these fish yeah. one last time. <laughs> Look, I've got a uh, facial and a mani-pedi in about ten minutes. Can we wrap this up? <laughs> Pat, I'll tell you what, I'm putting the order in. I'm going for another screwdriver. Are you on two or three? I'm, this is going to be my third oh my God. of the morning. What are you on? This is my second. Well, I'm on my second, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the third. You know what? I'll take a third too. Let's go crazy. The nice waiter here had to take the order slip out of my hand because I couldn't get it into the slot <laughs> on the table here. He was like, "I got it, buddy. Just for Christ's <laughs> sakes." Sometimes you drink too much, you can't get it into the slot, folks. <laughs> this is possibly my favorite character in movie history. This guy. This cab driver. <laughs> Now, uh, I'm an Italian actor. Is this going to be a respectable <laughs> role? Yep, not stereotypical at all. Put on this hot fries Andy Cap hat and get into this cab. Care way too much about a 425 fare. And then he has a weird thing about how cops always cause trouble and don't tip well in his car. Like, yeah. that's a good stereotype. You know how Italians hate cops? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, is that a thing that cops don't tip well? No. All right. I don't think, I don't know, maybe. I, this guy in a writer's room. I know a cop. <laughs> he says they never tip. Yeah, yeah. We got to put that in the movie. I don't think this movie had a writer's room, per se. There's always a punch up room. You know that. That's right. I own this cab, which apparently is 15 years or so outdated. Look at this Dick Tracy cab he's driving around. You ever play the Roger Rabbit video game with Benny the Cab? Nintendo no, game? no, Pat, I didn't. Uh, it's really fun. Who in Christ's name would have picked that game with all the other great Nintendo games? Every game I had was like an offshoot, whatever was in the clearance. But my favorite game was Tubin, about going in an inner tube down a river drinking beer. Somebody should tell this cab driver that the maniac cop drives a newer car than he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doesn't matter. He's dead. This On movie had rim. really good action, I felt. Yeah, it's great. 
very like realistic. I'm very excited for the sequence in, when he raids the uh, police station. I really like that part. Yeah. You know what I'm curious to know? Remember how there's the one guy that hasn't seen this? Yeah. Think he's lost right now because we talked over it the whole time? Could you guys shut up? Or can you follow it? You get what's going on, right? He said, yeah. They say the key to a good movie is you can turn the sound off and follow the plot. Fantastic car chase. Again, all very real. Yeah. This is all happening. They shot this. You know, as of 2012, Nicholas Winding Refn was going to remake Maniac Comp. I, I guess know. it fell through, but you think that might still happen? I read that. No, no, yesterday they announced it's moving forward. No Literally shit. yesterday, yeah. I, uh, I mean, obviously I love Drive. I know you hate Drive. I, I can't it's even a, imagine. It's a, it's a horrendous film. It's I hate it so much. It's one of my favorite movies I hate it of so recent much. years. I loved it. Hey, I have an idea for a movie. Let's have Ryan Gosling silent and take all the likability out of Albert Brooks. I, 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 I hate the film. I right. hate it. Did you like Only God Forgives? What the hell is Only God Forgives? <laughs> it's Drive in Thailand with Ryan Gosling. Nope. Same director, same everything. Never saw it. It's good. I never saw The Place Beyond the Pines either. Love Place Beyond the Pines. This is great, this whole thing. Now, <laughs> I just happened to be there. Uh, this is a great, this is a great little detail right here. Yeah, there's a functional... That was in a store, though, right? The chainsaw? Yeah. It wasn't just on the street? Okay. No, yeah, it was in a store. I love this, though. Handcuffs her to a car, lets the car go down the hill. She's fucked. That's just... Now, here's what I don't get. He catches the chainsaw. Why can't it cut him? Why can't it cut him? Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess he's invincible in some way. I think it could cut him and not hurt him, but I would still think it would cut his hand. Yeah. Am I wrong? Again, this is real. They got a lady hanging out of a car, going down a street, fairly fast. Apologies to those of you listening at home. We can't really speak a lot during these sequences because it's, it's just loud, heavy action. But we're still here.
She's in the car. Now, <clears throat> for those of you not watching, she's just crashed into a pile of boxes. <laughs> that always upset me because she does, she pulls off getting back in the car and not dying, and then they just have her crash. I feel like she should get the victory of landing safely nah, and well, not just immediately crashing, wouldn't you say? I would, but what are you going to do? I was six years old when this movie came out. Has anyone seen Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence? By round of applause? I'm seeing literally nobody. nobody. All right. Well, now I don't feel bad. I thought they were going to be like, you, you're a fucking travesty. <laughs> You've never seen the entire trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I feel okay about it. Uh-oh, here comes drinky number three. And Ken uh, Lustig, doesn't he run a, a DVD company now, like a specialty DVD? Which one? Blue Underground. Blue Underground, okay. That's awesome. Thank you. This is the end of the line, huh? Our bill has come. No, that, that somebody must have told them. Look, give them the bill. They're done drinking. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get back on track here. Last night we saw a silver bullet here, and when the bill came, I had to wake Joe up. <laughs> <laughs> Always good. Nothing against the film. I was just, I was tired. It was one yeah, thirty. Midnight screening. I understand. I liked Silver Bullet. I had never seen it. I enjoyed it much more seeing it on the old film stock and everything. That you know, the first time I saw it was on like Netflix. Yeah, I thought Busey was fantastic, and I liked. Yeah. Like, oh, here we go. Busey, I, I guess, like he had been nominated for an Oscar two years prior. It looks like he just put on a ton of weight and then wound up being in Silver Bullet. When I first saw this film, I couldn't believe that this guy wasn't Mick Foley from WWF. It looks like Mick Foley. It. So much that I literally thought it was him at first. But now you pointed out to me that it's the guy from Analyze This. Yes, he Which is blew my mind yeah. because he looks nothing like him. This is Charles Napier. I love Charles Napier. Right. Favorite Charles Napier line is in uh, Cable Guy. Do a song for us. Yeah, sure. He's the cop. I love when he says that. That's true. Strange that uh, you know any any uh, news show would have a good hair and makeup team. They couldn't take care of that shiner on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the bangs down. The other lady's got bangs covering her entire face. Take a tip from her. I like that the news reporter is like, oh, so you say there's a zombie on the loose. Well, what do you have to say about this, commissioner? <laughs> Nobody bats an eye. Nobody. This guy's my favorite character in the whole movie. It was a really uh, interesting development because it becomes a whole different movie at this point, really. Yeah. And I dug it. And he's like, uh, almost has a crush on the maniac cop. Yeah. To the point where he has to tell him he's not gay. He's I like, like hey, that part. You want to come back to my house and hang out? Yeah. And then they do. I like that. This guy, uh, whatever his name is, he's a tremendous actor. Yes, he plays uh, this character great. It's always nice to give a shout out to whatever his name is, and reward him for his work. Look, I'm sorry I don't know the name of the supporting cast of Analyze This. 
I didn't play a movie quiz with my uncle as a child like you did. My dad. I like to analyze that. We all know he was I actually a your different uncle. I played a game with my uncle if, if you want to get oh, into some real on. dark shit. Why would you? Analyze this is great. Analyze that is just as bad as it gets. And analyze the other, the, uh, the unmade third. Did I ever tell you my idea for the third? Please do. Analyze me. Okay. And it's De Niro has to analyze Billy Crystal. I like that. It's great. They'll never make it, but I like it. Yeah. Just... Do you get uncomfortable when there's nudity in a theater or no? Uh, <clears throat> I saw the movie Welcome to New York, uh, yeah. which was... Uh, what's his face? That made uh, Bad Lieutenant. Abel Ferrara. Abel Ferrara, one of his later films. I saw it at a screening that Abel Ferrara hosted. Yeah. And the graphic, the sex was so graphic that I literally was, I felt like I was watching porn in a the theater. It would make me very uncomfortable. It makes my upper lip sweat. I get very uncomfortable. It reminds what? me of like my parents walking in while, you know, a sex scene was going on. It's very uncomfortable. Yes. What made it worse was that during every sex scene, my friend Brian would reach over, grab the back of my head and force, try to force <laughs> my head down like he was trying to get me to blow him. Okay. And then I'd pull back and he'd go, all right, relax. <laughs> Kept doing that every sex scene, yeah. which didn't make it any better. That's some 80s underpants right there. That's 80s everything. Yeah. That's 80s body. Yeah. That was a real 80s. That was an 80s body back then. That's how the bodies were. 80s hair. You ever just cover your body in glitter, Joe? I'm covered in it right now. Okay. Look at this guy. Just act like you're having fun. <laughs> He's doing all he can to get on screen as an extra. I mean, for, for like for this guy on the right, this old guy, can you imagine how happy he is he got into being an extra? In the strip club scene. Make $100 to, to do this all day? I'll tell you, I love this girl. Sure. I want to marry her. Isn't she beautiful, folks? Yeah, when does that happen? He was doing it. We've talked over it. Oh. That movie, Welcome to New York, do they play Taylor Swift's Welcome to New York over any of the sex scenes? No, and in fact, it came out years before that song came out. It's a great song. No, it's not. No? Agree to disagree. Now, I have a question for you. You know I'm dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> I have a question for you. What? Uh, if you could be a maniac something, sure, what would it be? And what would your catchphrase be? Um, well, it's hard to find one that hasn't been a movie. Like, even The Dentist was a movie with Corbin Burnson. It's okay. Um, I guess I would want to be... Do you have one ready to go? Yeah, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days. <laughs> okay, that's weird, but share it with us. Mine is a maniac boxing judge. Okay, go on. And then I would cut people in half, and I'd go split decision. Okay. All right, that's pretty good. Do you, do you have any other quips, or it's always going to be a split decision? Uh, what else do they say? What else do boxing judges say? Knockout, total knockout. I've never, I've never seen a boxing match. They say, uh, I, I'm Rocky Balboa. I don't know anything <laughs> about boxing. <laughs> 
Can't wait to see Creed. I'm very excited. Yeah, but it's going to have to be pretty good to beat Rocky Balboa because I thought they ended the franchise perfectly. I cried my eyes out during Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I, I am from Philadelphia, so it really held a place close to my heart. I it would tears of excitement, tears yeah. of uh, tears of sadness. Adrian's dead. Oh my god, I love that movie. This, I mean, these horror movies are what, what when I, I lived in New York for 10 years, these movies were what made me never want to move to New York because everybody lived in one of these, like, motel things. Yeah. And it just looked like diseases were brewing in there and everything. And then when they call for help, they're like, ah, I don't want any trouble. Yeah. Did you ever see the fly, the, you know, the Goldblum one? Yeah. We've discussed it at length. It terrified me to move to New York. I was like, you got to live in a warehouse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It was crazy. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? For me, it was the Muppets Take Manhattan. I was like, Jesus Christ, if these Muppets are living like this, how am I going to do? <laughs> they got singing rats preparing meals. What's up with that new Muppet show, by the way, with all the dick I jokes? and I hate it. If I can what, be. Are, what are they doing? I don't know. It's like uh, Kermit's like, hey, bitch, get in here. Like, it's, it's terrible. You know who runs the show? The guy who does Big Bang Theory. The guys that did Anger Management, the Charlie Sheen sitcom. Okay. That's yeah. who they got to run the Muppets <laughs> TV show. They're making, like, gay jokes? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that are disparaging to gay people. Yeah, like, Fozzie's a bear, but he's also, like, a bear. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's upsetting. It's not a, good, not a good show. I don't know why they did that. You ever see uh, Meet the Feebles, Peter Jackson's? Yeah. It, it upset me. It actually made me vomit. <laughs> I don't like when kids' things get turned dirty. Like, I, I read the book Wicked, and yeah. the witch is having sex in it and stuff. I don't, it bothers me. Two harness throws on that one. Yep. I think I would love to be thrown by a harness to see. I think it would be a lot of fun. I'd like it. So the mini cop has just rescued what apparently is a serial killer. Right. Imagine, so that girl's like, hey, uh, that was strange. <laughs> One guy breaks in, tries to rape me. A maniac cop comes in, saves him, and, and runs out with and him. And prevents the rape. Yeah. You know? Look at these people dancing up in the window up there. <laughs> I wonder if they were... Uh, Knew they were in the shot or what? I like that this guy appreciates a tight around the buns pair of pants. Sure. That's where he tells him he's not gay, yeah. but just come back to my house. You know, I gave it some thought, and I think I'd be a maniac tailor. Okay. Uh, and what would your thing be? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I have to give that some thought. I, would, uh, I, I know they've never made a movie about a maniac tailor. That's why I'm choosing it. I would, uh, if I was a maniac tailor. A lot of inseam material and you cut the guy's dick off. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Inseam. We got to take this jacket in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You cut, cut the guy's side off. I don't fucking know. Look, it's a work in progress. <laughs> 
He's not at all. There's no part of him that's like, what is wrong with your face? Yeah. They're just hanging out. So he killed all of these women, correct? I guess. And it, to me, looks like a lazy serial killer. What's that, five, six chicks? Yeah. This guy's better get on it if he wants to make a name for himself. Yeah. By the way, I lived in New York 10 years, had an upstanding job, never an apartment this nice. Oh, no. Look at this fucking place. Exposed brick. He's got four rooms. I lived in a railroad apartment, which meant that if my roommate wanted to go to the bathroom, he had to walk through my room. He had to open one door, come through my room, go out the other door and go to the bathroom, then walk back through three yeah. times a night. I had that in college. And uh, my place was robbed, and they took the door off the hinges to get in. Right. And I called uh, my landlord, who was named Mr. Stool, and he <laughs> goes, uh, I said, hey, I'm, my front door is off the hinges. I don't have a door anymore. Right. And he goes, did I take your door? Why are you calling me? Did I take your door? Wow. Like, so you're not going to fix it? He didn't fix it. I had to leave the apartment. That's really incredible. That was in Williamsburg, which is now uh, Disneyland. Yeah. They cleaned it up, baby. But back in those days, I lived on the corner of Stabbington Street and shoot 'em up. It was terrible. There was a, like a I thought it was a maximum security I prison. That deserved more than it got. <laughs> there was a like a prison next to my uh, building. It was a horrible, horrible place. Love that Cordella's spoken for the first time. I believe I'd wear the that only shirt. Time. I'd wear that shirt. Yeah, you'd wear it now. You'd wear it now. This guy's so good as a serial killer. I really mean it. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy him. We're back in Davi's office now. What, what is he writing there? He's filling out paperwork. He doesn't see, he seems like a guy who'd be above paperwork. No, no cop is. That's below his pay that's, grade. That's part of the deal. I shot some son of a bitch in a grocery store robbery, and they got me doing paperwork. Now I got to push pencils. The only paperwork I want to do is the trash I wrap around that piece of shit's body. <laughs> you know, that they, they always say stuff like that. Sure, sure, sure. Now he's wearing a denim shirt with... <laughs> And her forehead's cleared up? Oh, no, it's, it's taken on no, a new... She's still got a welt on it. Right. it. But it, this is, again, good makeup in this film that looks like a progressive... Yeah. A progressed bruise. You know? He never sticks it to this lady, does he? Sexually? Sorry to put it so... Uh, sticks it to her. It, it's amazing that you, get, you uh, have relationships with women. <laughs> it's 9 a.m. I've had three screwdrivers already. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm not tactful at this point. He never point. sticks it to this broad. <laughs> it's called making love, Joe. <laughs> you might try it sometime. I don't think Davi would put it that way. No, he wouldn't. Especially not with that ex-wife. Look, I, he knows he's a difficult man to live with. I mean, well, I had this knife fashioned out of my nightstick. Yeah, it cost a few bucks, but it was worth it. <laughs> Who do you put in the Davy role? You're, you're remaking uh, Maniac Cop 2. I already don't know who Davy is. Robert Davy. Oh, Robert Davy. Jesus Christ. Who do I put in that role? Uh, I'm going to go with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> okay. All I right. I think that could work. 
I mean, I like him in anything. I, I don't know that it could work, but I'd, I'd watch it. You know what? I take that back. I'll put Paul Giamatti in this guy's role. Yeah, okay? that's, that makes more sense. In the serial killer role. I'm going to put, I'm gonna put uh, Mickey Rourke in the Davey role. See, I think you want Rourke in the Maniac Cop role. Because he's got a huge face. Yeah, he's got a huge, okay. bloated, plastic R- surgery Rourke face. is the Maniac Cop. Okay. I'm going to put... He goes into makeup, and they're like, uh, we're all good. You're good to go. Yeah. Let me just put my kid away. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then I'm going to put... Uh, you know, there's no Italians in Hollywood anymore. I don't know who... What Italian actors are out there that could play the Davy role? There's no, there is no tough guys in Hollywood anymore. Like the toughest we got is like Chris Pratt, who's not tough. No. You need a, a man's man. You know what I? You know what I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna do a different way here. Marissa Tomei, <laughs> in the <As> Davy role. <laughs> Let's switch up the genders. All right, sure. I buy her as a no nonsense, plain clothes cop. Maybe some high waisted jeans showing some of the front puss. Oh my God. I don't doubt she has one, but as opposed to the rear puss. Well, you know, that, that like. Do you know how that mom's bodies work? The mom. Oh, wait. I didn't mean front put. The bell. What do they used to call that when, like, the mom would have, like, the little belly bump and they'd call it the, the bussy? I, I, do you I not know what I'm talking about? No. That was a common thing when I was a kid. That was a phrase. The mom jeans? Yeah, but the mom jeans were high-waisted, so it would show, like, if you had a little bit of a gut, and then kids would call it, like, the bussy. Okay. Like, the belly pussy. Okay. Sorry. Is this too much? I mean, I'm rolling with it. I was kind of mad you don't see Rob, uh, the maniac cop's dick right here. (laughs) I really thought we were going to see some maniac cop dick. Absolutely. He must have had it in his contract. Well, there he's wearing. Je- oh, those. Okay, those guys wearing jeans. Robert Czar, we found out last night from our friend Ken, just passed away, right? Very sad. Rest in peace, sir. Oh. Yeah, that's that's rough. They cut his face all up. That's gross. Blood yeah, if in the I'm not mistaken, here. this entire sequence, beat for beat, is in Maniac Cop 1 as well. Is it in Maniac Cop 1? I don't remember it for some reason. Except there's a 20-minute panning shot through the prison that I guess they just used to kill time. I like this push-in on the Maniac Cop. I remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) Look, that lady looks like Marissa Tomei. Yeah, I love Marissa Tomei. I love her. And it'd be a wrestler reunion, which is exciting. That is exciting. Well, then maybe we make Marissa Tomei the stripper role again. Sure, anything. Uh, We need somebody in this cop role who's playing Davey in the remake. Um... All right, let me let me look. How about Robert Loggia? Loggia is older than Robert Davey. I know. But they have a similar quality. They do. All right, how about uh, Mark Wahlberg? There we go. Yeah, yes. that's good. That's good. Yes, very good. We got it. Hey, we got to get this maniac cop. I'll tell you, I, I put an Affleck in the role, too. I'm tired of this maniac cop doing stuff in my city. We got to get him. That's a decent attempt, right? It's, it is. All right. It is. Wait, what was that? I don't. Oh, Leota's good. Sure. Yeah, Leota would be great. Leota's also having some weird face issues. He could maybe play Leota the, uh, would be the great. cop. Leota's like, 
you're just like, why on earth is Ray Liotta getting like a facelift? It's just tragic to me. Yeah, I don't know. He's got like an eye lift, like a, you know, it's just sad. Everybody got facelifts. It was no big deal. <laughs> okay. So that's a Nicholson bleeding into a Leota. Right. As far back as I can remember, I wanted to look like an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> Leota's a difficult impression. I can do the laugh. I won't do it into the mic because it'll blow your ears out, but I can kind of do a good impression of his laugh. I agree. I've been trying to get a Sam Rockwell down. I can't get it. You don't see many apartments with that uh, brick arch in them. I kind of like it. It's an awesome apartment. Yeah. It makes me mad that he has this apartment. I mean, it's windowless. But Now, I think this circular wants to bang the maniac cop. I, I have no doubt about it. And I think he kills the women. Or as I put it, stick it to him. <laughs> I think... He couldn't, uh, he never found love, and he's killing the women because he can't face his homosexuality, is what I, how I took this movie. Yes. Oh, the girls are doing table dances. I have you ever to had a, a table dance, Pat, or a lap dance of any kind? I have. I went to a strip club once in New York called Mixed Emotions, which is the best name for a strip club ever. Uh huh. And what happened in Mixed Emotions? That fateful night. I had mixed emotions about being there. My friend got a, a hand job, I believe. He got a hand job? Yeah. Wow. All right. This chick's making a thousand bucks a week, she just said, as a stripper. I think, what do strippers make now? A thousand bucks a week. I'm, that, I'm trying to do the. the the conversion math here. Thousand Should we call your sister and ask her? <laughs> thousand bucks a week in, in 1990. What, what, what would that be now? About $85,000 a week. <laughs> I think so. I she mean, was doing all right. Why is she living in that shithole? She's like, I make a thousand bucks a week. Yeah. Then but I like to stick to my roots. You think you could live in an apartment where the landlord wouldn't ignore your rape? <laughs> There he is. Just shoving strippers off the stage trying to catch this guy. We got him. They just got the they just got the serial killer for those of you at home. Ever seen a jail where they let you keep your jacket on and everything? <laughs> I don't you don't take care. the ring, nothing. Well, why do they take it? So you don't kill yourself or others? I, yeah, they kind of take all your shit from you. Okay. You, know. you ever been to jail? No. Have you? Not jail. When I was about 10, some buddies and I walked a quick trip at like 3 in the morning to get candy. And this cop picked us up and brought us to the police station and called each of our mothers. And every cop that came in was like, did they steal the candy? And he was like, nah. They're like, why would you bring them to the police station? That was a maniac cop. <laughs> and then my mom was like, Pat, you're in jail at 3 in the morning? What were you doing? I'm like, I went to buy some candy. I like how you tried to make it sound like you sort of knew what jail was like, and the story started with when I was 10. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying we were put in the, in the big house, but we were at a police station at 3 in the morning watching actual criminals. 
It was horrifying. I got busted stealing cassette tapes from a department store in Pennsylvania that was called Ports of the World. Okay. Uh, when I was 14. But they didn't call the cops. They just fined us through the store and told our parents. And I got a, I got a good beating that night. Yeah. Yeah, they also they just called my mom and they were like, yeah, your son's in the police station. No further information. At that point, like, I had never missed a day of school. That's the kind of kid that I was. Oh. Now, what's the other movie? They do this now where they're in the shooting range and then the maniac cop kills them all. What's the other movie where they kill everybody in the shooting range? I've never seen one. I thought I, this Maybe The Heat with Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> no. No, I don't believe so. Righteous Kill? Oh, God. With uh, 50 Cent? Yeah, I would have said with De Niro and Pacino. No, I, I consider that a 50 Cent vehicle. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a bunch of people get killed in a shooting range, which is why I like it when it happens in this one. Sorry, guy that's never seen this. We just ruined what's about to happen. I imagine 50 Cent is the toughest vitamin water executive. <laughs> there's, there's probably no vitamin water executives tougher than 50. Here we go, machete, right? Well, that is machete. That's pretty cool. No dialogue. And there on the right is the uh, landlord from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, a show I used to write for. Do we see him again? Yeah, you see him. There's Clarence Williams III. This guy never doesn't play a guy that seems to be coked out of his head. Yeah. Just a hundred-yard stare. So this guy was the lead on the Mod Squad, which was a hugely successful show. Right. And now, like, ten short years later, he's got three lines of Maniac Cop 2? I mean, you see that happen to a lot of TV stars. Yeah, it's just sad, you know? Whatever happened to those girls from Too Close for Comfort? <laughs> I don't know. I follow one of them on Twitter. She follows me back. Okay. Yeah. Brag much? <laughs> he lo you know who he's reminding me of here is Terrence Howard. He's got a very similar quality. And not just because he's black, Joe. You mean that they both look crazy and it makes me uncomfortable the whole time? Yeah, and they talk yeah. in that kind of like w sexy whisper. I like a sexy whisper. Do not use as a urinal. Yeah. I, I got to get that sign from my house. I had a big poker game the other night with like... Clarence Williams is holding his dick right now. <laughs> and he actually says, I'm going to hold my breath and hold my dick. Yeah. I had a poker game the other night with like 10 guys at my house. And uh, at the end of the night, I realized the floor was covered in pee. And I put forth like a clue-style investigation. Like trying to like casually ask people, like, who pees on the floor of a man's home? Well, you who know? did it? And then I knew it must have been one of my close friends. In the living room? No, in the bathroom. But oh. like, just like such a miss of the toilet that it was like they'd never gone to the bathroom before. And in that case, you got to sit down, my friend. I'm not I know above it's not masculine. Sitting. No, I'll take a seat. I'm not above it. Here we go. If you peed on the, my bathroom floor, come forward. Come I agree. Forward. I agree. Wipe it up. Who doesn't wipe it up? Absolutely. you got to wipe it up. Look, occasionally I have what, what's called a forked stream where uh, it'll shoot out in two directions. you got to clean that. Usually caused by sex. 
Always caused by sex. We're jerking it. All right, Joe. Jerking it, working it. There he is. Great shot. That's a really tremendous shot. Yeah. Now, well, this is the part where he starts busting through all the glass. I really like this part a lot. Upgrades the gun. Smart move. Maniac Cop 2 on his way to shoot up the city of New York Police Department, it seems. That is where he is now, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, the cool part about this sequence is he starts walking through windows. The Maniac Cop throughout this movie does seem to have very vague goals until now. Like, he just kind of shows up places and is like, ah, I guess I'll do this now. Why wasn't this his first order of business? He had to just work his way to the top. All right, fine. That one broke before he walked through it. Yeah, That's the one you pointed out before, right? A couple of these windows break before he hits it. But it is a cool visual, like a guy that can just walk through walls. Very and cool. Oh, yeah. That's the best one. That's the mother of all harness throws. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm still thinking about what kind of other maniac occupation I would have. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maniac cobbler? Maniac cobbler? Yeah, like you repair shoes, but you're also a maniac? No, you're a cobbler. You, mean you make shoes. You're not a pair of shoes. Cobblers, in this, in this market, you think cobblers don't also re uh, repair shoes? They have to make yeah, money. But, but it's not like you said you're a pair of shoes. You, you repair shoes. Oh, repair yeah, shoes. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What would you, the catchphrase be? Um, I got nothing. No, it's, it's Clean tough. out. All I could think of was that split decision thing, and I can't, <laughs> I got nothing you since peaked, You peaked too early. Come on, man. I see this woman as a, as a poor man's Rachel Wise. Rachel Weisz hasn't been in a movie in 10 years. Has She's it? in The Lobster with Colin Farrell, which All is right. about to come out. Looks okay. tremendous. Right? That's a poor poor man's Rachel Weisz. Sure. They're going back to Sin Sing. <laughs> Listen, I just want to have a rational talk with this guy. Uh, let's talk about sensing. There he is. Even remember Who? it. In oh yeah, he's you're been right. In like ten episodes always. Right, he's the guy that the uh, Devito won't ever pay. Yeah. I really like that the serial killer is so crazy that when he's talking to the maniac cop, even the maniac cop is like, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're a little much for me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to recruit an army. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
you you go ahead first to recruit the army, and I'll catch up to you. Okay. <laughs> Michael Lerner, pissed off again. Yeah. What the hell is this? Betty, grab my pipe. Lustig never really went on to have that big success. Like, this is a very well-made action movie. Yeah. Why did he never get other work? And he considers this his masterpiece, I read. Well, it's certainly what he's known for. I mean, I'd give Uncle Sam a, a ride around the block. Sure. I've never seen it. Ken, have you seen Uncle Sam? No? No. Have you seen Jack Frost? Jack Frost? Jack Frost, Well, he, wait, which one? The Michael Keaton one or the horror one? The horror one. He, which, by the way, when I worked at Blockbuster, many people mixed those up and showed their kids the horror one. You know what I thought you were going to say? I thought, when I said the Michael Keaton one or the horror one, you were going to go, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, well, they're both. Jack Frost with Michael Keaton is one of the worst movies ever made. It's what sent him into retirement for like 15 years. Yeah. And the horror one, he assaults a woman with a carrot. How happy are you that uh, Keaton's back? He's the best. Very happy about that. Because now finally we might get that Jack Frost sequel off the ground. <laughs> I have an idea for Keaton. I'm pitching this out loud right now to everybody. Mr. Mom sequel. Mr. Grandmom. That's good. That's good. It could work. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it couldn't. I mean, if, I mean it writes itself. Bat old man. I mean, the stunts, again, I, uh, incredible. Absolutely incredible stunts. They use zero models. This is all, this is like smoking the bandit level stunt work. Right, or Blues Brothers. I gotta tell you, Michael Lerner versus the Maniac Cop is not a fair fight. For those of you at home, uh, Robert Davy just told Michael Lerner he was the only one that could stop the Maniac Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Which Michael Lerner, if he could eat a sandwich without panting, I'd be shocked. <laughs> when, when he pulled that gun just now, they had to like take a, a break for about a week <laughs> and let him rest up to continue the scene. <laughs> By the way, we had a giveaway before the movie, and I want to apologize to the young woman who got uh, the Poltergeist remake. Terrible. Just terrible. Sam Rockwell, my favorite actor. We talked about it on the, on the show. It's, it was just a tragedy. It's terrible. I don't right, know if I'm that's even considered a prize. I'm going to my Sam Rockwell impression. Ready? It's more of a punishment. I'll tap my Sam Rockwell impression. Ready? Oh, yeah. We got a Poltergeist. 
That's good. This house is crazy. That's good. <laughs> One guy back there, or yeah, lady, yeah. gets it. It's Somebody's cackling. Yeah. I tell you, between my Wahlberg and your Rockwell, we could uh, really not do anything with these impressions. I think. <laughs> the only other impression I can do is Tom Waits in an interview. Let's hear it. Ah, uh, well, um, I like the film Maniac Cop um, <laughs> because uh, I've always related to uh, justice. That's that sort of a thing. That's good. It's a decent impression. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any others? Uh, I do a bunch, but they have to be like just uh, spontaneous. I can't do them forced. Well, then they're not really impressions, are they, Pat? No, not at all. Sounds more like flying by the seat of your ass. <laughs> Here, oh, I do a Gandolfini. You ready? Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do about this maniac cop? Carmelo, what are we going to do about the Maniac Cop? It's terrible, right? Still stand by the, yeah, yeah. my claim that The Sopranos is one of the worst television Jesus shows Jesus Christ, of AJ. All time. Yeah, you hate everything that's good and love everything that's bad. It's not true. It's not true at all. All right. You have no other examples. Then don't say Tower Heist. I'll hit you with this fucking microphone. Oh, yeah. Joe was like, Pat, you got to watch Tower Heist. <laughs> I sat and watched this thing. He's like, huh? It's a funny movie. All right, fine. Tower Heist. I didn't say it was great. I said it was enjoyable. You like Norbit. I thought you'd enjoy it. Yeah, you own Norbit. I, I, li I tolerated Norbit. I own Norbit because it's a masterpiece. It's horrifically racist, Norbit. Eddie Murphy it, is It is the, terribly racist. Eddie yeah, Murphy you're right. is the Asian guy. How that got past... I have no idea how he got that in. But it's Eddie Murphy as the husband and wife is, is masterful. Yeah, me. it's got some laughs, Norbit. We go to America. That also sounds sort of like a, uh, like a, uh, like an Andy Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing, AJ? Carmella. Is that Gandolfini? Yeah, yeah. I keep having visions of this woman in season four. Ah, <laughs> uh, show stinks. Well, you've seen three scattered episodes from different seasons. I don't give a shit. All right. I know bad when I see it. It is just widely considered pretty much the best television show ever made, but go ahead and have your opinion. You're going to tell me it was better than True Detective Season 1? Yeah, I am. You fucking asshole. They also managed to sustain The Sopranos for more than eight episodes before <laughs> falling into a cauldron of shit. <laughs> Look at this guy. Richard Grieco made it out. Whatever happened to Grieco? Uh, he had that If Looks Could Kill, which was supposed to be his James Bond, and then we never heard from him again. Yeah, that was like how the guy that played Nick on Family Ties was in My Demon oh, Lover, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that was the end of the line. Grieco was in Night at the Roxbury. As Richard Grieco. As Greek. Never a good sign. No. That's like how Screech was in Made as Screech. Yeah. And well, the joke was Vince Vaughn going, did you just fucking let Screech in the club and not us? Right. Never a good position to be in no. if you're Screech. Or Billy Zane and Zoolander or whatever else. I love Billy Zane, though. Sure. Billy Zane used to be in all those softcore, like, porn movies. Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. 
and uh, this was like the typical like Billy Zane description in the TV guide for a movie. It'd be like a reluctant handyman <laughs> falls into the yeah. wiles of a lonely housewife. That was like Billy Zane's whole career. Then he got Titanic. Yeah, insane, insane that he got that part. Do you find Billy Zane a little hammy in Titanic? Little over the top? Yeah, he's a little hammy, but in a, g- in a good way. When he's drop- in like a Pacino way. Drop kicking babies into the ocean and everything that he does? He's like Pacino hammy, so I, I like it. All right. Michael Lerner is now trying to defuse this situation by telling... The maniac cop that his conviction, uh, which was wrongful to begin with, will be reversed. Hopefully that'll stop the killing. Problem is you still have Clarence Williams III, who's just got a hard dick to kill something. And the other guy that looks like McFoley. Still alive, Clarence Williams III? I believe so. Okay. I mean, I'd love to just go to that guy's house on a Saturday night and Explore oh, the yeah. mountains of cocaine that They'd are being snorted. Allegedly. Allegedly. I, I, you know, I'm just saying he looks like a guy that parties. This guy in a towel. Yeah. Towel perfectly staying on. I tell you, if I'm in prison, I don't walk the grounds in a towel. This is This is an awesome sequence here. Yeah. They light Maniac Cop on fire, and he still takes everybody down while he's burning. Again, real stunts. No CGI fire. That guy is on fire right now. Very Frankenstein-esque. Nice. Oof. How do they do this shit? They have a safe word, like in case he actually gets burned. Just seems terrifying to me. Well, uh, it's there's a technique. I think it's called like cold fire or something. But they put a gel. They put a gel on you that burns, and apparently the fire is cooler than normal fire. Okay. Something like that. But I'm sure there's a safe word. Yeah. And then they have like eight guys with extinguishers ready right. to put you out. You know. Serial killers burn up through the wall. They fall to their deaths. (laughs) 
Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that just because you were on fire and you fell into a bus, it wouldn't explode like that. <laughs> no, I agree. What do you think? I agree. Here we are in our final scene. Now, surely no one could have been surprised at that hand coming out of the coffin at the end of this. What? Stop ruining it for the kid that's never seen it. He would have had no way of suspecting... <laughs> The maniac cop would return. I guarantee he knows that there's maniac cop pre badge of silence. I know, I'm kidding. Badge of silence. <laughs> what does that even mean? What it, does that mean? It's the worst title I've ever heard. Worse badge than, uh, of silence. Worse than Children of the Corn, uh, Fields of Terror, or whatever the fuck yeah, that yeah, no, that's fucking sequel bad. was called. So well, actually, Quantum of Solace. Is probably the worst, like, big title I've ever heard in my life. I d still That's don't know what no, it even means. I, Daniel Craig doesn't know what it means. Quantum of Solace. That's a good name for an action movie. <laughs> uh, they are giving Matt... What's his name? Matt Cornell? Matt Cornell. <laughs> yeah. <Or> <laughs> Matt Cordell. Cordell. Giving Matt Cordell a proper burial at the end of the movie here. He's been absolved of all... Uh, falsely accused wrongdoing. I love how they come to pay their respect. Like, you know, he was a good guy after all, that maniac cop. <laughs> Despite the women he murdered in the first film <laughs> and the shop owner and yeah, newspaper clerk and decent you know, the, cops that he murdered in this film. The, the <laughs> traffic cop that he hung from a hook. We should go to his funeral. Seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, literally, Michael Lerner is just like, the lesson is Michael Lerner being like, I was asking for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible message. Look, I've made mistakes. It was a terrible message. Why did the picture suddenly get incredibly clear? Looks really good. Yeah. This is the 25th anniversary, by the way, of Maniac Compton. Happy 25th, babe. Sure. There's that badge of silence. Half melted from the fire. Uh-oh. Shouldn't have done that, Davi. <laughs> That's all this guy needs is his badge back. I also found, he, well, you're going to see it here in a second, but he has a very non-threatening hand bust out. He just kind of casually grabs his badge, as you'll see. Now, do you think these two are off to shtup? I hope they do it in the graveyard. On, you ever make out uh, in a graveyard? Uh, I think I was fingered once in a graveyard. <laughs> By a corpse? I did, uh, I once made out with a young lady in a graveyard, and she was wearing patchouli, and every time I smell it to this day, I, I get a, I get an erection. <laughs> I get a corpse boner. <laughs> Lasher, that's a much better name for a maniac cop. Jack Lasher. No, let's go with Mike Cordell. Matt Cordell. <laughs> Matt Cordell. Sounds like a name of an MTV VJ. That's yeah. Matt Cordell, <laughs> bringing the hottest yeah. of indie jams. You guys like that one? That was the Gin Blossoms. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Gin Blossoms. They're an underrated band. Now this guy's come back from the dead twice. Do we want to cover the coffin with anything? <laughs> nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, should we put some dirt in there? Nah, just leave it an open grave. He's fine. He's dead. Michael Lerner apologized to him. That's the end of it. <laughs> How was your day at work, honey? Oh, boy, I tell you. I thought there that was is. a good bust out and grab. All right. I was, I, I was wrong. 
Ladies and gentlemen. Folks. Hold on. Let's all just take in the song oh, yeah. and the closing credits. Please listen to this hip-hop explanation of the plot of Maniac Cop 2. As Ken pointed out last night, you, you weren't a movie in the 80s unless they recapped the plot at the end with a rap song. Right. And then Will Smith brought it back with Men in Black and Wild Wild West. Okay. That's a terrible one. Set him on fire, shoot him on those, and he'll show up in your jacuzzi. That doesn't happen in any of the movies. No. As far as I know, correct? That's like some Maniac Cop fan fiction where the rappers are like, what if he was in our jacuzzi? <laughs> he'll show up in your jacuzzi to do what? Yeah. Then I was like, oh, who'd they get? Run DMC or whatever? At the end of the movie, it's like just two guys' names did this rap song. Like Matt Cordell. Matt Cordell, rapped by Matt Cordell. Ladies and gentlemen, Maniac Cop 2, let's hear it. Thank you so much for coming, everybody. Thank you for coming. This has been We'll See You in Hell, production of the Fangoria Podcast Network. If you want to learn about any other Fangoria podcasts, whatever, go to Fangoria.com. Or you can email our good friend here, Ken, at Fangoria.com. Thanks for coming out, everybody. You were Thank really you, everybody. a lot of fun.